This week's episode is brought to you by Design by Dunbar. If you need a logo design, flyers, e-commerce, website, or anything at all, go check out Designs by Dunbar at www.facebook.com slash Design by Dunbar. Yo, this is the gifted man with the gifted hands, Isaiah Frazier. And you are listening to the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. Isaiah, what's good, my G? How are you? Good, brother. Good. How are you, man? Uh, you know, I'm just chilling. Just got home from work not too long ago. I also also ate some dinner, and now I'm talking to you. For sure, for sure, man. Making that money. I, I can't be mad at you for that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a, it's a crazy day. Uh, I, I don't know if you know. I'm a preschool teacher, and a lot, it's crazy, man. Very. It's always a busy, busy time. Also, oh, you went back to work then, huh? Yeah, I'm back at work. I've been back at work since June. Oh, very nice, very nice. Because one of my homeboys is a teacher, and uh, and my cousin too, actually. And she's saying she's been saying the same thing. It's just been crazy since since they got back. Yeah, it's it's a lot, dude. It's a lot to take in. You know, it's it it sucks with these kids. They got to wear face masks, but they're doing a lot. <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. They're doing a lot better than I anticipated. Oh yeah, I'm sure because I mean, it's just it's just the new normal now. Because I'm sure the parents have pretty much trained them to be like, hey, you have to wear this mask now. This is your new life. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, maybe the parents said that, and a lot of parents are like, I don't want my kid wearing a mask, and yep. we're like, well, your kid can't come here. Yeah, <laughs> they don't wear a mask. Right? They gotta wear it. <laughs> You know, it's crazy, man. Learn, right? Yeah, no, they gotta learn. So, what have you been up to during this uh, this whole pandemic? Man, I've just been working. I've been one. I've been considered one of those essential workers. So, I work at Lowe's, and then uh, I've been putting together grills on the side. And then, since wrestling just started picking back up, I've just been traveling to Detroit. And oh shit! Nice. Getting my reps in there. I just got back from Detroit last night. So. Word. Um. Where, where did you wrestle? I wrestled at Pro Wrestling All Stars and TKW and uh, XICW. Sick, bro! How was that? Man, I, I tell you what, I just love going to to Detroit because just the wrestling—it's just so much wrestling up there. The culture is so rich because you got Truth Martini, you got uh, Mavado, you got a bunch of guys up there that are just leading the charge. You got the Malcolm Monroes and. The, all of them are just leading that charge and that wave of Detroit wrestling, and I mean, it's it is hot and it is booming up there, brother. I'm telling you. Yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about the uh, the Detroit area for wrestling. I live in New England, Connecticut, and we also have a lot of wrestling, so yeah. we're very, very, very fortunate with the vast amount of wrestling we have here as well. Yeah, man, I'm trying to get out there to Connecticut now, man. I think. I think I might be coming out there soon. I, I just don't know when. Cause I'm supposed to be hitting the Indiana area this month also. Nice. If you come out to Connecticut, man, definitely let me know. For sure, man. Def- I will. I will. Yeah. So what else have you been up to, man? I know, you know, it's like a common question I ask through these podcasts. And, you know, it, it's, I want to know, man, like, you know, like when everything started in March, you know, without wrestling, when people weren't wrestling, what were you doing? I mean, I was just, I was... My life never really stopped because I was still working because I work at Lowe's. So I've just literally just been continuing my everyday life, just still training, still watching wrestling, still trying to come up with new things, getting new gear for when the day comes to when I can really start, when we are able to start running big, big stuff now. Yeah. I'll be ready. 
Damn, so you've been working this whole time. I feel so bad for the people who's been working that whole time. I, I, I don't know why. I just... Because I've been home that whole time since, like, March until June. So I don't know what it was like to be working or what it was like to do anything. Yeah, man. it's it's It was crazy because I had to wear a mask all day, literally from when I got to work until I left work. And then people had to... Uh, people had to... um had to stay six feet and a lot of people didn't really stay six feet away so uh it was just it was just a lot of stuff it was crazy oh okay so in march you know when this whole thing started you guys had to wear masks i know they because i know they kind of you know made that mandatory later like in like april so but in march you guys had had to wear masks yeah man because they just wouldn't take any risks with nobody they were just like hey well y'all have to wear this to make sure that y'all stay safe if y'all if y'all are gonna be here and then my I don't wanna put out lows like that but I mean they kinda didn't really enforce that rule with a lot of people mm. and like toward like towards the beginning they did but then like once like kinda once it started dying down but even though we were still in a pandemic and it was still the law like they kinda just slacked up mm, damn that's damn really that, that's, that sucks yeah but hey, you know it's mandatory now. Everybody has to wear masks, and they gotta do what they gotta do, man. It's that's it. I agree. <laughs> you know, let's talk about something positive, man. Let's talk about wrestling. Have you been keeping up with any WWE, AEW, ROH? Have may have it be? Oh yeah, man. I'm. I watch everything. I try to watch wrestling. Like I watch wrestling religiously. Like, I will watch Raw, I watch SmackDown, NXT, AEW, MLW, ROH, New Japan. Like, I'm just a junkie. I will watch any and everything. I Literally, my favorite thing now lately is just when Cedric is, Cedric's now with Hurt Business, and I, I just love it. Yeah, I, I heard he turned heel last night. I love it, because I watched, I watched Cedric when he was in ROH, and he, when his heel stuff, he, it, it was good. I loved it. That that man is extremely underrated. It is not even funny. Yeah, I man, it's just because he's small, but, I mean, he's a stud. Yeah, I mean, but, like, look at him. Look at, like, Apollo, you know. Um, I remember when Apollo finally won the United States title back in, what, May around there, if I'm not mistaken. I was, yeah. like, literally, my face was, like, okay. Like, it's about fucking time they put a title on this guy. Yeah, it, yeah I agree. You know, and it's the same thing with um Tyler Bate and uh, NX, uh, NXT. Tyler Breeze, sorry, Tyler Breeze. It's like, they finally put a title on him. Which is crazy. Yeah, it, yeah I agree. It's, it's, just, it's just crazy to think about, like, these, these amount of wrestlers that are out there who aren't given the opportunities to really show what they have. Yeah, cause especially just like you said with Tyler Breeze, how he literally just got one. So it's after being after being in WWE for I don't know how long. Seven years, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah, like six and a half, seven years, man. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes like it's just it's just all in what they look for. Yeah, and he, he may not be what what they were looking for, but now that he's in a tag team with Fandango, I mean, he's firing on all cylinders. Yeah, well, you know, it's crazy. They've been they've been in the tag team for a while. Yeah, it just took time to get traction. Yeah, you're right. You're right. What really started? What really made you get into wrestling? 
Uh, my grandfather, really, because my grandfather and my mom and my grandmother's grandfather, they all watched wrestling. So it was kind of like a family thing. And I'm I'm literally the only one that really started in, in my family. I'm the only one that really started wrestling. Oh, word. So and that was that. And then just like, just really like the storylines. I just liked, it was, everybody considered like a male's soap opera. Like just, just how the stories and just like, just really caught my attention just seeing the characters and all that. I always get jealous when I hear people say, oh, my family watched it, my dad watched it. I'm the only person in my entire family that watches it. Everybody else hates it in my whole family. Yeah, I see that. And that makes it kind of hard because a lot of people just shit on it, really. 100%, dude. You know, everyone goes, it's fake, it's fixed. Why do you waste your money on that? And I just go, because I love it. I love it. Exactly. You know, it's, it's what I love. It's what I love. It's something I'm passionate about. And it's just something that I'm going to continue to love and forever yeah, exactly it's never gonna go away it's never gonna stop no never it's never gonna even during this whole pandemic i kind kind of sort of you know wasn't really getting into it just because of like you know raw was in the pc smackdown was in the pc nxt was in the pc it still is nxt i'm fine with but raw and smackdown i, I couldn't watch it I, I really couldn't watch it when it's held at the pc even when they had the wrestlers in the crowd yeah, because I mean, it just it just not it just isn't the same. It's not, it's not, and I like what they're doing now with the whole Thunderdome. You know, I'm a really big fan of the Thunderdome. I've tried multiple times to be a part of the Thunderdome, but I'm always late. So fingers <laughs> crossed, fingers crossed, maybe I'll be in the Thunderdome one day. Oh yeah, brother, you will one day. You will. <laughs> I never know. Your who, number's coming. Yeah, man. Who are some wrestlers you looked up to and who you idolized as a young a young fan? Um. Another one's a little before my time. One of them is Randy Savage. Another one is Jake the Snake, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, The Rock, uh, Stone Cold. Those are just like Undertaker, Triple H. Those are kind of like those guys that like I really kind of like looked up to as like my as my like Mount Rushmore kind of so to say. Those guys are in, like, my Mount Rushmore. I mean, those are all the GOATs. You just named, like, the greatest wrestlers of all time right there. Pretty much. I mean, I know it's kind of, it's probably just like, oh, yeah, that's everybody's favorite wrestler. But, I mean, I grew up with with them in, well, except for two. I grew up with most of them in that era. Yeah, you know, you know, and I hear different wrestlers all the time from, you know, wrestlers I talk to. You know, I, I ask the same question all the time. And the most shocking answer I've heard twice was Kane. I was like, Wow, all right, you know, you know, I never expected, you know, not that Kane's a bad wrestler, I just never expected someone to say, oh, I looked up to Kane. I'm like, really? Wow, that's, that's weird. You know, Kane, yeah. Kane's a scary motherfucker. I agree, I agree. <laughs> you know? some bitches scary. I'll Hell yeah, what. dude. He, he's a, but one hell of a wrestler, though. He was, he was really good. My favorite Kane was uh, 2006, Kane. Oh, yeah, I like Kane when he first came out, where he tore that door off that, that still cage and just went ham on everybody. Yeah, no, that that kind of that kind of scared me there. To be honest with you, <laughs> Who are, right, I was like, man, I would not, I would not want to mess with him in the bar. Hell, pff, nobody would. You said one of your favorite wrestlers that's on your Mount Rushmore of favorite wrestlers is Undertaker. Who was some of your uh, favorite matches that Undertaker had? I would have to say him and Shawn. Oh, that's that's a given right there. <laughs> him and Fripps and him and Randy. 
would yeah, I would have to say those because I mean those are guys that were just hungry and just just like him that loved that loved the business and loved putting on a show. So those those matches were special to me. When you say him and Randy, are you talking about all their matches? Because they wrestled a few times, Quite you know. A few, yeah. Back in '05, especially that was their feud was hot. You know, WrestleMania. No, I think it was SummerSlam, and they wrestled in a Hell in the Cell match. But I forgot what pay per view. Armageddon. It was Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have. Yeah, I would have to say the one uh, in um, 2005 at WrestleMania when they had when he set set him on fire and it was just. Randy had him and his dad too, and it was just really good. I loved it. It was, was nuts. That was, that was my favorite. It was really good, and that in re- that persona Randy Orton was trying to play, just was so good. You know, you could tell the audience hated him, and they did not want him to be Undertaker. And Undertaker came out victorious. You know, and Randy Orton was doing his job. Yep, that's and that's how you know he was being a good heel. One of the one of the best heels, honestly, um, back in the day, if I'm if I may say. Yeah, I agree. That that legend killer didn't care at all. I loved it. Can they give a shit? And Edge, Edge too. You can't forget about Edge. Oh gosh, Edge Edge was up there too. It was up there. It was it was uh, it was genius for WWE to team them up together back in '06. I loved it. Even for the short, yeah. Even even if they were, they were only tag team for like the summer, if I'm not mistaken. They weren't they weren't a tag team for long, but it it was so good. Yeah, it was amazing. Very good. Um, so let's talk about you, man. Like, how did you get into the uh, the wrestling business? What made you want to step into the square circle? I was in Leonardtown. I had kind of just graduated high school. I think I was like two years out. So I had um, I went to the show with a few of my homeboys at the time, and then we had seen the Capital Vices, which was Brandon Green and Jason Allen. And they were wrestling under the names Jason and Money Green at the time. And then what really stuck out to me was Brandon got his hair cut, and then I was like, all right, that's kind of wild. I didn't know they could do that type of stuff either, too. So, <laughs> so I, I stuck around toward, towards the end. Uh, talked to Brandon. He was like, well, I mean, we do have a school coming down here in Southern Maryland, and uh, you can start paying for it now, and then when it, then whenever we start running, your first few months will be paid, and then you'll be good. So then, I actually, my seventh year was, was today. Today's the eighth. It was last Wednesday was my seventh year. So it was the second so we started on September 2nd, outside with no ring, rolling around on pads. What? Damn. Fuck. So, and then uh, that's kind of just what got me into it. Just, it was just, it was just love at first sight. Even if it wasn't a ring, you were rolling in pads. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Because I knew, like, I knew at one point a ring would be there. So, right. And then, or we would go to a ring. How long, how long after, you know, the padding, the pads on the floor outside, did you guys go to a ring? It wasn't long. It was like a few weeks after. It was like two or three weeks after. Okay, so that's not terrible. Nah. It's not terrible. Stepping into the ring for the first time must have felt, must have been kind of surreal for you. I was scared as hell. (laughs) What was, what was the first bump you taken, you took? I was in Virginia at GXW's Training Academy, and 
the trainer Dave Cullen was like, "All right, you guys, let's bump." I looked at him. And I was like, uh, "I don't know what the hell that is, but all right, let's try it." So we got up there and then I bumped and I got up. I was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> what was the back bump? Yeah, it was a back bump. It was it was just a straight flat one. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's like the first for a lot of uh, first bump for a lot of um, people who step into the ring for the first time. Oh yeah, it was, and that that's literally how you that's literally how you learned. Yeah, you got to keep going and keep getting back up, right? A hundred percent. Because I mean, if you, I mean, like it'll hurt at first because I mean it's not no trampling by far. Hell people no. Say it, it, when people say it's like. It's not no trampoline down there. It's not no springs. It's like, no. No, it's plywood. <laughs> it's like a padding and plywood under there. That's all it is. Exactly. And then the only thing that's bouncing back up is my body. Yeah, exactly. That's it. How many bumps did you take your first day? Was it one? I'm assuming it was probably multiple. It was only three just because we were new. That's it? Really? Yeah, just because he didn't want to bump us too much, but at the same time, it was like, this is what it feels like. Yeah, there you go. Hey, psh. three's not terrible. Nah. <laughs> three's not terrible. How long after did it take for you to get booked at your first match after after your training? I'd say like a year and six months. Wow, that's, that's pretty long. Yeah, man. I mean, I chose to do that because I wanted to make sure I was ready. Right. Of course, you know, and... Like I said, I've heard stories all the time. Six months, seven months, not, not six months, you know, a year, you know, um, 12 months even. But, like, a year and six months, yeah, that's that's probably the longest training I've heard on this podcast. Yeah, man, just because I just want, I didn't want to put out a bad name on, on that school. So I just wanted to make sure that I could go out there and perform and do and do my best. Six months to a year, I mean, a year and six months, that's great. You know, you stepped into the ring for the first time for your first official match. What was that like? Man, I was nervous. I had butterflies. My mom was in the crowd. <laughs> I kept looking at her. I kept looking at her for support the whole time. And then, like, once the bell rang, I was like, all right, I can do this. This is easy. Was it a singles match, tag team match, battle royal? It was a tag team match with a very good friend of mine his name is roger buckler but he goes by mac buckler who is the bad mother trucker <laughs> i love that me and him yeah dog it was he had like the hat and he had the cut off sleeves the farmer's tan everything damn he had that all huh yeah dog he had um it was him and against shorty smalls and tony Lowe, and brandon was their manager and they did the old dusty finish. I'm assuming it, it was kind of like a relief to wrestle in the tag team for your first match instead of a singles. Yeah, 100%. Because it's just, all I don't think I do was remember a few things and then I was good. That's not bad. How long was the match? About 10 minutes. Oh, that's not terrible. You know, I, I you know, I always say like, I hear like five minutes, six and 10 minutes isn't bad. And that's not including your entrance. Yeah, exactly. And I came out with Roger, so it was, it wasn't bad. How was the crowd that night? Oh, it was packed. It was fun. <laughs> was were, like I'm assuming like you've heard the crowd in the back, and you're like, oh my god, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. But here we go, here we go. 
Yep. Then during the match, the only person I could really hear, I could hear everybody else, but like I literally heard my mom over everybody. <laughs> That's your biggest supporter right there, huh? Yeah, man. She's 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 just happy I'm following my dream. When you're when you told your mom you wanted to become a professional wrestler, I'm assuming she was on board. Yeah, because I mean, she used to watch it, and then she she's always known that that's something that I would always do. And she said, "Well, he could be out here doing a lot worse, honestly." Yeah, that, I love how I love that mindset for your mom. That's awesome, you know, because people could be a wrestler, and they're like, "Oh, why is he a wrestler?" And I love how your mom was like, "Oh, well, he could be doing a lot worse." That's a great mindset to have. I agree. I wish everybody had that mindset. <laughs> so do I, bro. So do I. When I asked you to give me some of your opponents that you wrestled, you did. You gave me a lot, man. You wrestled quite the the opponents, man. What was that like wrestling Nick Aldis for the NWA world title? I mean, I didn't find out until like two days before I was actually supposed to wrestle him for that belt. I knew I was going to wrestle him, but I just didn't know if I was like what it was for or anything but like once i found out i was nervous and then i was like i was like man i don't know how this is gonna go this is a tna guy and he's a lot bigger than me but this should be this should be fun let's see what were the what were like your your mindset stepping into the ring did he make you feel like did you guys work together well in the match during the match Oh yeah, like once yeah, once we like called the stuff and once we really got going, it was it was good. That is crazy that you wrestled for that title, man. That that's like must be like another surreal feeling. Yeah, it is because just because how much history that belt has. Yeah, in two days before you found out you were wrestling that match, like that's that's a very very short time frame to find out you're wrestling in that caliber kind of a match. Yeah, I agree, because it was like. I was training for a while, and then I was like, well, I mean, there's got to be some sort of special thing for it. And then, like, I was, I think I was at the ring that very day, and then I got a call. I was like, yeah, you know, he's bringing a belt too, right? I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. That's why I was like, oh, shit. Okay. And you're like, and they're like, and you're wrestling for it, and you're like, wow, all right, I did not know that. Yeah, I was like, all right. Let's go then. There you go. That's that's a great mindset to have. Let's go, just like that. Let's go. Yeah. Did you guys did you guys meet for the first time at the show? No, uh, he actually had a seminar. Uh, I would say a few years before I wrestled him, and then I it was him and Sanjay Dutt that were running it, so he kind of trained me a little bit. That's pretty cool that you got to wrestle the person you trained. Just for for one time, who trained you? The person who trained you, just for a little bit. Yeah, it was cool because I was like, man, that's wild. I remember training, getting trained by this dude. Now I'm sitting here wrestling him. It's crazy how things take a full circle. Yeah, I loved it. Once who, I seen it, I was like, oh, all right, this is this is kind of like full circle. There you go. Who are some other opponents in your in your list that you really want to share with the nerds that you got to wrestle? Uh, Sanjay Dutt and Rhett Titus. I was on a show with Chris Hero. Um, really like, I really liked wrestling Bro Keller. Really liked wrestling like the Capital Vices and just like everybody on that list that I showed you. Like just all those guys like Jason Kincaid, Matt Buckler, a 
Fred Yehi, Effie. Yeah, you wrestled awesome. Effie. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. And, like, him too, man. He he was really, really cool. Like, he was just so down to earth and chill and just like, that's my dude for life. Logan Easton LaRoe, he, he was trained by the same guy that trained me, Jason Allen. Uh, it, it, man, it was, it was just all those guys are just top-notch guys that I definitely want to wrestle again. And there's some guys out here now that I want to wrestle. Who are some wrestlers that you see out in doing their thing in the independence or even WWE that you want to step into the ring with or any wrestler at that Lee uh, what's his name Lee um, Lee Moriarty I guess Lee Moriarty yo he's really good yeah he wrestled as uh, in GCW and beyond a few times I've seen him yeah I watched his match man that guy is he's something he's nuts he's crazy he definitely has a bright future ahead of him I agree uh, Wheeler Yuta, uh, Blake Christian, um, I'm gonna rest Effie again, uh, fucking Benjamin Carter, O'Shea, uh, Trisha Dora, uh, Darius Lockhart, Malcolm Monroe III, uh, this guy named um, Vendetta in Detroit. There's just there's just a bunch of guys in Detroit I want to wrestle too, man. It's just it's just a rare, very, very big list. It's a big list. You said Blake Christian. Man, that Blake Christian really kind of skyrocketed out of nowhere, if I'm if I'm being honest. I agree, because it's like, man, because he's just so explosive, man. And, like, it's just like, you can't touch him. He's just so, like, his name is Air Christian. I'm like, man, you, you, yeah, you can't Air get Blake, yep. that. Air Blake. It, it's crazy how yeah. the power of social media, what social media could do. Because I remember I saw one of his moves on Twitter. I don't know what he did. I think he jumped off a balcony at a mall into the ring. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? And Yeah, that, I, I watched that. I was like, man. This what? I was like, what wild. the fuck? It, it literally, like that, boom. Like, I, I'm not saying just that one move really skyrocketed his name. Because I'm sure he had a lot of matches beforehand. But, like, fucking shit, dude. It's crazy the power of social media. Yeah, what it could do for you. And I'm terrible at social media, so I kind of got to get better at it. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, you know, a lot of people need to get better at social media, man. Yeah, because I mean, I, I just, like, I try to start tweeting, and then after a while, I'm like, man, I ain't doing this no more. Yeah, you get lazy, honestly. You get you get really, people, I mean, it's it's a lot of work to keep up with your social media, man. I It's a lot of work to keep up with my nerds of wrestling, dude. I'm, I try to go on there as much as I can. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, it's just like you start doing it, and then it's like, man, I just don't feel like doing it. Like, you lose the passion to do it. Yeah, it's it's not like I'm losing the passion to do it. It's just like I'm, I like, I come home from work, and I'm looking at, like, Nerds of Wrestling, all these comments. I'm like, oh, God. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, my God, here we go. Let's, let's do this. And it's like three hours of working on, you know, on the group. But that's the grind, though. I mean... That's what you love doing. I love doing it. I mean, I love Nerds of Wrestling. I love this podcast. And, you know, it, it's crazy that you're my final guest, man, for the year. It, it's crazy how things work out. Yeah, man, I agree. Because I, I, I seen you did uh, an interview with Bro. Yeah, I did and an interview with Bro a um, couple months ago. Yeah, and I was like, my homeboy, I was like, well, all right, let me check it out, I'll listen to it. I was like, man, I got to talk to this dude, he's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man, no, I appreciate that, dude. Yeah, no, bro is really cool, Um, 
he was one of my one of my favorite guests. Uh, it was an honor to interview him and an honor to yeah, hear his story. Yeah, man, he he's one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Like, I consider that man a brother for life. Hell yeah, bro! Well, you know, and I hope that you guys step into the ring again. I agree, man. Because I mean, that that first show we did at DC for Primetime for wrestling, it it just doesn't get any better than that. I love that, dude. Um, where are some places that you haven't wrestled that you have your eyes on? Well, WWE. Uh, I was gonna say WWE is like one thing, and you know NXT, obviously. But like, where like Independence? I know you said Beyond. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's all good, man. Um, yeah, I had to say Beyond, MLW, uh, GCW. Um, what's another one? Um, I know there's a few out in California. I just can't think of the names. PWG. PWG up in California. Yeah, definitely them. Um, those are just some starters right there. It's just, I just want to get any and everywhere. Like, who, whoever wants me, I'll go. Yeah, hell yeah. Speaking of that, has there ever been a time where you went to a show where you weren't booked at and you got booked book last minute? Yeah, actually in Detroit, uh, XICW. And that's, all right, so you have like Pro Wrestling All-Stars, you got XICW, and Horror Slam Wrestling. I've been on all three of those shows, and XICW was the one where I wasn't booked on. And then I walked in the locker room, and Malcolm Monroe III was like, you got your gear with you? I was like, of course I do. He was like, well, all right, come on, get dressed. And I was placed in a pre-show triple threat match. Nice. So I was like, all right, that's, that's all right with me. I feel like that's the number one rule for wrestlers. And I, and I heard, of course, I heard the stories before. Always have your gear on you no matter what. And it's it, always have your gear on you. Yes, it's, it is the number one rule. Even if you aren't booked and you are riding in the car with somebody, you should always have your gear. Because somebody won't show. Somebody will get, somebody will get be sick and not show. Just anything can happen. Yeah, it's anything rare. can happen. Did you that speaking of that? Did you see that Undertaker documentary on uh, the network? Yes, I did. Crack it cracked me up when Taker didn't have his gear and he had to fly all the way to what Texas to get his gear and fly back to New York for Raw. Yeah, yeah I would have found some black tights somewhere close by. Flying back to, from Texas to New York, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I think he did that on his own though. I know, I you know, I think he did it. I think he wanted to do it. But that was yeah. funny, yo. Vince was giving him such a hard time. How could you forget your gear? Come on. You're a vet, man. How can you forget your gear? It happens, man. It happens. He, he didn't think about it. I agree, because, I mean, he probably didn't expect to be on there, so. I, honestly, I wouldn't either. If I was him, I, I would just, I think I'm just going there to chill. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to wrestle, you know? Exactly. It's crazy, man. Uh, Isaiah, dude, this was so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on today. No problem, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. Of course. You know, it's like I said, this is the last episode of the year. Uh, everyone listening, thank you so much for your support and your just everything. Thank you so much for your support and thank you for listening. Uh, I will be back. I don't know when, but I will be back until then. Uh Isaiah, man, uh, like I said, thank you again. Uh, drop some plugs for the nerds out there. Where can they find you? 
You can catch me on Twitter at underscore giftedest underscore. You can catch me on Instagram, same thing, underscore giftedest underscore. There you go, nerds. Until uh, Definitely go check out Isaiah Fraser on all social media. Uh, Isaiah, we will definitely stay in touch. I hope to have you on definitely very soon. Thank you, Again. brother. I will, I will be looking forward to it. Hell yeah, bro. But until then, man, stay safe and wash your hands. Yes, <laughs> you too, brother. All right, man. Have a great night. Later. Later. And that concludes this episode on the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more future episodes. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds.